Thank you for downloading the One Church Podsmead podcast. This message was recorded live at one of our services. To find out more about life at One Church, visit us online at thisisonechurch.com. So, making waves. Who's enjoyed the series? Yes. It's been good. It's been challenging, um, and I've loved loved it. And the whole series, if you've missed any of it, has been about making waves in your life and this question which is what sound is your life making and the scripture that goes along with it is in acts 1 8 and it says this let me read it to you it says but you will receive power when the holy spirit comes on you and you will be my witness in jerusalem and in all judea and samaria and to the ends of the earth and it's this this idea that we are called to be witnesses for jesus christ that we can make a sound that represents jesus in our lives and um, over the series, I don't know if you've noticed, but there's been a bit of a theme of love. Um, it's come out so often. James kicked us off in the first week and he said, make love the sound of your life. And then again, last time when James was speaking, his message was called, Christ's love compels, compels us to love. And that was a great message. Um, I encourage you to uh, podcast if you missed it. And Lisa's message was amazing too. And that the whole idea of Lisa's message was that actually we, we can make waves in our now. We can make waves generationally. We can make waves um, wherever we go. And we are able to influence. So I'm loving this series. And, um, and I love that the theme of love has come out of it. Um, and you know what? The, Jesus' love is so amazing, right? Like, so amazing that when we grasp his love or when we just take a moment to remind ourselves of how incredible his love is, of course we're going to be compelled to love. Yeah. And that's what James's message was last week. And um, in the Bible it talks how Love is so wide, so deep, so high, like so big that you can't even comprehend it. Like it's, there's so much to love. And the thing that I find amazing about that is that you can never exhaust love. You can never exhaust the topic of love. Like we can keep talking about it. We can keep learning how to love. We can keep learning about God's love. Um, so this morning, I'm just going to add another layer onto James's message last week, and I'm going to talk about love again. Is that all right? Yes. Cool. So my title for today is Chosen to Love. So you are chosen to love. Did you know that you are chosen? You are chosen. Um, it says in the Bible several times that you and I are chosen. In John 15, which can I just say, the chapter John 15 is incredible. If you haven't read it for a while or you've never read it, go home this week and read it. It's, it's just so, so good. It will do you good. So I encourage you to read it. But in John 15, verse 16, it says, You did not choose me. This is Jesus talking. But I chose you. Wow. 
You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last, and so that whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. Wow, hey? You did not choose me, Jesus says, but I chose you. What a beautiful picture. Jesus chose us first. Um, He pursues after us. He's chosen us. And we don't need to work for our salvation. We don't need to beg Jesus. We don't need to ask him for his attention because he's chosen you already. You are chosen. There's another verse in John 6:44, which I've just come across recently, and I love it. And it talks about how Father God draws us in. It says this, it says, no one can, this is Jesus talking again, no one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws them, and I will raise them up to the last days. And again, just this beautiful picture that Father God is drawing you to Jesus. You are chosen. Um, and... It talks in Timothy that God's desire is for all people to be saved. And I love that that's God's heart. And you are chosen, you are saved right now for such a time as this, for for a reason. You are chosen. Um, So there's a verse in the Bible in Peter which... I love and I've been mulling over the last month or so probably and um, it's that it's so it's in Peter but it's also taken from the Old Testament and this verse was originally spoken over Israel but then Peter grabs it out of the Old Testament and um, he speaks it over his church over the church so I'm going to read this verse and as I read it know that is being spoken over you because you are the church. We are the church. It's an incredible, incredible verse. It says this. But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. What a beautiful scripture that is. And it kicks us off. That It reminds us that we are chosen. You are a chosen people. That's who we are. You are a royal priesthood. Now, the significance of that is amazing. In the Old Testament times, priests were the one who got to have direct access with God. Not any... Not everyone was able to have access with God like we do today. It was the priests who would go on the people's behalf and talk to God. And God would talk to the priest and say, hey, this is what I need you to to say to my people. But we today are a royal priesthood, which means we have unlimited access to our God. We get to be in direct contact with our God any time, any moment. How amazing is that? I think like it's so easy to take for granted, but we are a royal priesthood. We have access to our God. And then it goes on to say we're God's special possession. And, and I love that. It just reminds me that we are his. We are God's. We're his. And he sees us as a special possession. How beautiful. He sees you as a special possession and you belong to him. What a great verse, yeah? What a great verse. 
And then at the end it says that, how is it worded? It says that you may declare the praises of him who called you out from darkness into his wonderful light. And do you know what? That's our call, that we, we are all these things, but then we must declare the praises of God. Yeah. That is our call. It says um, in another scripture that we are called to reconcile, and that means to restore relationships. Um, it's, it's part of our role as people who love Jesus to bring other people to Jesus and to restore a relationship between them and their God. We are called to reconcile and we are called to be Christ's ambassadors. It says in 2 Corinthians 5, 18, 21, all this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us a ministry of reconciliation. We are given it. We have it. It's not something we need to work at. We are given it. That God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them. And he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. He's given it to us. It's our role to do we are therefore Christ's ambassadors. Wow. As though God were making his appeal through us, we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. So we are called to be Christ's ambassadors. God's given us everything we need. He says that we can reconcile. It's given to us. We don't need to work at it. It's what we have. We are called to do that. And that's really what this whole um, series has been about. It's been about going and telling your world about Jesus. And it's a call that we're given as soon as we say yes to our Jesus. So, I was just thinking, and when I was thinking about it, I was thinking, like, what better way to do that and to express Jesus to your world than through love? What better way? It says um, in the Bible that love is the most excellent way. It's the most excellent way. And the love is just all over the Bible. Every time I read it, I'm like, oh, yeah, you're talking about love again. Like, the point is laboured in the Bible, but it's laboured for a reason. It's because it is so important. So important to love. So important to know you're loved and then to love. So what a better way to express Jesus than through love. You are chosen to love for such a time as this. Like I said earlier, chosen to love for such a time as this. You're here today. You know Jesus today. And he wants you to love. He's chosen you to go out and to love others. And do you know what? There's a call on your life to bring people to Jesus and all you need to do is to learn how to love well. You just need to learn how to love well. Did you know that in the Bible, like, we are commanded to love? We're commanded to love. And there's a, s several scriptures, I'll read you a few in a moment, but it's actually a command 
that Jesus gives us to love others and to love him. And the thing that I think is great about that, like it may be, you could easily think, oh, like that's a rule, like I've got to follow. But actually, I think it's beautiful because when we're commanded to do something, it means, for me, it gives me the, insur- the assurance that I'm chosen to do it because God wouldn't command me to do something that I wasn't chosen to do. So like, go in assurance knowing that you are chosen to love. You're not, you are commanded, but that means you're chosen to go out and to love. So in John 13, it says, a new command I give you, love one another as I have loved you. Wow. That's a big ask, isn't it? Love one another, this is Jesus talking, as I have loved you. So you must love one another. By, by this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. That's the answer. We need to love. Because when we love, people will know that we belong to Jesus. We will be expressing Jesus. That is literally the answer. We just need to love. Again, in John 15, it says, this is my command, love each other. And then in Mark um, 12, 30 to 31, it says this, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. That was the greatest command. And then the second greatest command is this, Love your neighbour as yourself. There is no command greater than these. We're to love one another. That's what we are asked to do. We're to love each other. And for me, that speaks that we need to love everybody. Not just some people. It's easy to, really easy, to love some people. And it's really hard to love some people too. But we are told to love each other. We are told to love everybody. Not just the easy, easy people to love. And that then brings me to the idea that actually love is quite often a choice. Would you agree? It's not. Like so often when you say love, you affiliate the word that word with like a feeling because you think oh yeah like love and then you should have this like really positive feeling to go along with it and sometimes yeah like absolutely but love and a feeling or a positive feeling do not always come together sometimes you've got to love when it's hard sometimes you've got to love when it's not easy and it means you've just got to be selfless in those moments when it's hard so love is a choice. We've got to choose, choose to love. Something else I've been mulling over recently is that um, love acts, love does. Love isn't just a thought or something we say. It does. It does something. You have to, you have to act to show love. It's so easy to say, oh yeah, I love them. But how, how are you showing that you love them? 
something else I've been I've been like um, challenged on is that love speaks kind. Who would agree that when we love, we speak kind, and we build one another up, each other up, and we we encourage each other. And how easy is it to not do that to someone who you don't agree with, or you don't get along with, or you don't like? How easy is it to speak unkind? But love says to speak kind. Love says to speak kind. So I challenge you to choose to speak kind. It says in the Bible, in Ephesians 4, it says this, and do not bring sorrow to God's Holy Spirit by the way you live. Wow. Do not bring sorrow to God's Holy Spirit by the way you live. Remember, he has identified you as his own guaranteeing that you will be saved on the day of redemption. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words and slander, as well as all types of evil behaviour. How clear is that? How clear is it? It just says, get rid of it. Have it no longer. Choose to love instead. Choose to speak kind. Choose to build up. Choose to encourage. You know, what we speak often is what we see you see it all the time when when you see like broken kids and it's because they've been spoken over in such an awful way their whole life they don't know their value they don't know their worth but when you choose to speak encouragement you choose to prophesy you choose to build them up it's amazing the change so speak speak kind and speak what you want to see and I love the verse which says love covers a multitude of sins in 1 Peter and I've, I've always thought about that verse um, like, like of course it does like Jesus' love covers a multitude of sins like yeah, wow but actually that verse is for us as well our love covers a multitude of sins our love can cover a multitude of sins so maybe when we choose to speak kind and we choose to be kind it can cover our friends or the people who we choose to do life with it does not expose people when they when they do wrong or when you don't agree with them but it covers it covers a multitude of sins and the scripture is amazing it says above all so above all love each other deeply like above all so it already sets like this incredible precedent that it's a thing you have to do first above everything else and then it says love each other and it ends with deeply like not just surface level love but deeply love each other deeply because love covers a multitude of sins that scripture is for you and I it covers a multitude of sins. And also, something that comes into that is to choose to like forgive and choose to forgive quickly. Choose to forgive quickly. So I just wonder, like, what sound is your life making? If you were to choose to just do the few things I've just reeled off then, what sound would your life be making? It would be making a sound of love. 
and be making a sound of love. How beautiful is that? That we can make a sound of love. I'm going to read a bit of a classic love verse now. So it's in 1 Corinthians 13, which is always read at a wedding, so most of you will know it. And it says this, Love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It's not irritable and it keeps no record of being wronged. It does not rejoice about injustices, but rejoices when the truth wins out. Love never gives up, never loses faith, is always hopeful and endures through every circumstance. Wow. Love is all of those things. I wonder as I was reading them, maybe you were challenged to say, oh yeah, love is that. Oh yeah, I can love better in that way. So this is a really good like go-to verse if you want to identify how you can love better. What is it that you can do that little bit better? I encourage you, like when you go home this week and you spend some time with Jesus, have a look at that verse and pick out just one thing and say, ah, oh, I'm going to choose to be kind or I'm going to choose to not demand my own way or I'm going to choose to keep no record of wrongs because that is what love is and if we was to choose to make those sounds I think it would sound like loving how Jesus loved or at least getting a little bit nearer to that sound that our beautiful Jesus made and it would also sound like you making waves in your life you making a difference to the people around you to the people you do life with every day you're not um you're not doing life with those people on accident it's you're there for a purpose the people you see every day the people you bump into the the random conversations you have with the random person they're all purposeful and if you could just display love, what a beautiful sound that would make. So I'm going to finish on this verse. It's in Colossians 3, 12 to 17. It is great. It says this, Since God chose you to be holy people he, he loves, you must clothe yourself with tender-hearted mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness and patience. That sounds like love to me. Make allowances for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you. Wow. Remember the Lord forgave you so you must forgive others. Above all, above all, clothe yourselves with love which binds us all together in perfect harmony. How beautiful is that? And let the peace that comes from Christ rule your hearts. As, as, for, as members of one body, you are called to live in peace. You know, when you love, you get peace. You get peace too. Because you're not offended, you choose to forgive, you choose to care, you choose to be kind. And all of that shouts peace to me. 
and always be thankful. Let the message about Christ in all its richness fill your lives. Wow. Let the message of Christ in all its richness fill your lives. Teach and counsel each other with all the wisdom he gives. Sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs to God with thankful hearts. And whatever you do or say, do it as representatives of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through him to God the Father. What an incredible verse, hey? I think it just wraps up everything I've been saying so beautifully. It reminds us that we're chosen. It reminds us that we must clothe ourselves with love above all things. We must clothe ourselves with love. And that speaks of a choice to me because you, you have to do something. You have to choose to clothe yourself with love. And finally ends that our lives must be full of full of Jesus so that we can represent him. And that's that's what this series is all about. It's about representing your incredible God who you just love doing your life with. So I encourage you church to choose to love because you're chosen to love. Remember you are chosen and you're chosen to love. love is so powerful so powerful it can make such a change to someone's life to your life even if you just choose to love and absolutely would just make the sound of Jesus to the people in your life you'll be making waves in your world and probably beyond you'll never even know generationally how beautifully how beautiful is that so church you're chosen to love so why don't you choose to love this week why don't you challenge yourself with just one thing how can I love better this week I'm gonna give it a go I'm gonna pray is that all right okay God oh I love you so much and I thank you for your incredible love. I thank you for your example of love, that you just love us so deeply, so deeply. And we just get to love you back. And Jesus, I pray that we will be um, challenged to choose to love the way you love, that we will choose to go out and love on the people who we do lives with. Help us to love when it's hard. Help us to love everybody, always. God, I pray. I thank you that you've chosen us to love, that we're here for such a time as this, to love others, to display you. Thank you, Jesus. Help us to make waves in our lives. Help us to make waves in our family, in our friends. Jesus name I pray I pray that we'll start to see how our love is making these waves we'll start to see that the love we display just expresses your name Jesus name I ask Amen